Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome, everybody. I'm in Studio Day Every. Dane Brugler is in Studio Day Dane. Brian Broaddus is in the closet at 105.3 The Fan. Welcome to Plug and Play, one of your 15 favorite draft shows. Or 10 favorite. Maybe it's in your top five. You let us know. Hello, Brian. Hello, Dane. How are we this afternoon? Evening. We're doing good. I'm doing good. I know that. I've got... uh... Helmet's giving us all these homework assignments of tell me more guys. So I'm about to have a word with him about these tell me more guys we're watching. <laughs> yeah, I think what I'm going to do is probably just open the beast and just start reading it to him. And start reading directly out of the beast. That's a great plan. Because sometimes as a guy who's retired, I'm doing way too much. I just wrote a thing for D Magazine, and then there's radio, and then there's the draft show, and then there's Hellman's homework on ninth rounders. And I'm like, dude, Dane Brugler exists. Why do I have to watch a ninth rounder? Uh, So, Dane, just be ready. I'm going to blatantly steal all your crap tomorrow morning. (laughs) Wouldn't be the first time. Plug and play, man. Plug and play. It'd be the first time for me, I think. Oh, you no, know, I, I, meant, I meant for you, uh, or not, not for you. I mean, they, control C, names? control B. Who steals stuff, Dan? You want to name any names? Yep. Constantly. <laughs> I'm telling you, constantly. I didn't hear Is there a mute button on this thing? Thank you to Mazith, who's getting it popping already in the super chat, just saying, sup, boys. Obviously, yeah. get your questions in here. Super chats probably give you a better chance to be read. Um, because Dane's got a kid that's playing baseball, which means that he's got to buy bats and gloves and stuff. And Broadus has a kid that's damn near drinking age, so we're trying to get him <laughs> some gambling money and stuff like that. He needs gambling money for sure. Speaking of which, I'd like to thank my new partner sponsor, our friends at Bet Online. They continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. I tell you what, I will not be betting on the Texas Rangers at Bet Online, not until Jack Leiter gets here. Uh, but MLB is back. Get you some of that action. Bet online, your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting, your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. Super easy to get started. Head to the website or use your mobile device to join. Use the promo code Believe B L E A V to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Dane, who are you betting to be the first overall pick? If you ask me today, right now, I'm still going with Aiden Hutchinson. Um, I, I think he is the favorite as of right now, but it's by far a sure thing. Uh, and been saying for a while, Trevon Walker uh, out of Georgia would not be surprised if he's the best defensive player to come out of this draft. It's a very uh, possible scenario. So uh, when you look at, at the, the number one thing we have to remember, teams draft traits. They don't draft production. They don't draft what you've done. They draft traits. Nobody has better traits uh, than in this draft than Trevon Walker. So if he goes number one, I don't, it shouldn't surprise anybody. Dane, what is what is what are people telling you then about this? I mean, you have a lot of connections in the league and stuff, but 
Is there something that Trent Balky sees? Is this Alden Smith? What is what are we seeing with Walker that's making Balky think that he could be the number one pick? Well, yeah, and I think the Alden Smith that that's 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 the uh, Balky his favorite draft pick he's ever made, um, and it was largely made uh, because of Alden Smith's traits uh, coming out of Missouri. So I think when you look at when you bet on the traits, more often than not, uh, it, it, a lot of times it translates. Um, and with Travon Walker, a lot's been made of the lack of pass rush production and. But it's so important when you factor in the context that he wasn't asked to rush the passer. So, you know, it's, it's, is he unproven in some of those areas in terms of, uh, you know, sequencing and, and patching together a coordinated rush plan? Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, a lot of these players, it's not that they're deficient in that area. It's just that they're unproven and they, they need to get better. But when you have the traits that a guy like Trevon Walker has, you know, it's 270 pounds, 35 and a half inch arms, and you run a four five and you run a sub seven second three cone. I mean, that those are just ridiculous number. He's an outstanding dominant run defender and he's a guy that's great football character. Uh, and if you, you have your copy of the beast, you, you know, you read up about his background and, Oh, this guy helped his high school basketball team to 75 straight wins, a couple you know, state championships over a thousand points. Like he's just an all around great athlete. Uh, so I, I think it's easy to hit your wagon and Trevon Walker and uh, see what happens. Did you, let me ask you this real quick. And this will be my last question about this. Did, did, you know, when you started, you were on this guy from the, the jump, but did you ever think that he would end up to be the top player on your draft board? Uh, and he's not my top player on my draft well, board. I, mean, I, mean, I still have Hutchinson, but no, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I, yeah. um, no, I, I, cause I've been saying this since, since the fall, like I, it would not shock me at all. If you know, you get out of your time machine from the three years from now and you tell me that Trevon Walker is the best defensive player from this draft, that, that would not, that would, that's a possible outcome that I thought you saw on, based on the tape in the fall. So, you know, is it the most likely outcome? I don't. I wouldn't say that, or else he would be my number one uh, player on my board. But that's at least a a possible outcome. So you know, I, I think a lot was made of the combine, and you know, like or uh, understandably so, just with the way he tested. But again, I this I, I saw this on tape. I mean, this is uh, to me that's my evaluation based off what he did on tape. So it's I understand why some are skeptical. Certainly understand. Uh, they they want to see it before you invest that high of a pick on a guy, and I, I get it. But uh, I'll take my chances on the trades with him. I kind of want to see a world where um, now that Jerry Jones is talking about trading up, uh, I kind of want to see a world where Kayvon Thibodeau takes a slide because everybody's going to talk about things that I don't and can't know. And like guys like both of you can probably do the homework to find out more about people personally or football character or hobbies or whatever, but just turning on tape and watching Kayvon Thibodeau one-on-one against an offensive tackle, let that dude get outside the top 10 and watch how quick I call the star and try to buy the team so that I can go get him. Is he going to have like a real life fall? Is that possible? Or are we talking about he quote falls to seven? Uh, I, I, so I've got a seven round mock coming out tomorrow. Um, all 262 picks you can find on the athletic, uh, please check it out. Uh, put a lot of work into it. Um, I came on Thibodeau spoiler. I've got him going four to the jets. Um, so not, I, I, I'm not seeing a fall there. Now 
if he gets past, um, if he doesn't go two to Detroit um, and he doesn't go three to Houston and, you know, Lance Zerline, who I do a podcast with at the athletic, you know, big Houston guy, he doesn't think that he's going to be a fit for Houston at three uh, at four. That's where I think it would make sense. Cause, but if he gets past four, I don't think the giants are in on Kayvon Thibodeau. So he gets past five. Yeah. He's going to get past six. He's going to get past seven. The Falcons, they could go in so many directions. That that's a possible landing spot for him. Um, so when it's all said and done, you know, I I I don't think he's going to fall outside the top ten. Could he? Sure, but I, I don't think it's a likely outcome. I I've got him at four to the Jets. I think that they the way they value pass rush and uh, especially if Aiden Hutchinson and Trevon Walker off the board, I think it's very likely we see uh, Kayvon Thibodeau uh, still in the top five. Yeah, I did a podcast with the Giants the other day. They were hunting – they're hunting corner and offensive tackle with the two yep. names. When they were asking me, it was Sauce Gardner. It was, who's the best fit at right tackle for the Giants? That's – they weren't thinking so much about the left tackle. They were thinking about who the best fit was at right tackle. They want Andrew Thomas to be the left tackle, yeah. Who, who'd, yeah. You, who'd you say uh, for the best fit at right tackle? I, I put I put the Alabama kid. I yep. put uh, Evan over there. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's yep. who I thought. And they, think, thinking yeah, alike. Yeah, and then you know, and I said, take sauce and take the Alabama tackle, and you're good to go. I thought. Yep. All right. Shout out to the supporters here of Plug and Play, Vance. He said, "I've been reading the Beast all the time at work. No snitching. Logan Hall is intriguing to me. Would he be a good fit with Dallas? Looks like a three-four end to Vance. I, I, I kind of thought that myself. I really sure. Did. No, I, yeah. I I think he's scheme versatile though. I, I do. I, I really do. I think he. Because his most comfortable position is probably three technique. Um, I, that's, but, that's why I graded him myself. Yeah. 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 But he's built like a five technique. And I I am infatuated with if you give this guy a runway and let him because he, he he accelerates so well with his first and second steps. Let him use that length where he can lean into guys. And I think he'll put blockers uh, in reverse. So I, I really like him as a inside outside player hey, you're going to line them up in three technique on some some downs you're going to line them up on the edge on other downs uh and just use them in different ways so i've got him going uh in the early second um he's still a young player he's only 21 years old uh a young player for a senior he's a guy that should have redshirted uh based off of his experience in high school but houston needed him to play so uh there, there's a lot to like about logan hall uh, especially if he if he makes it to the second round I think the one thing that, you know, and Dane, I totally agree with you on this one. And I, I think the one thing that you could say about this guy is he doesn't get stuck in one place too often. You don't see yeah. people control him. He's generally the one controlling you with the length and then his power. I, you know, you watch him like he can walk guys back. And I think yeah. that's, you know, sometimes there's a three technique you're thinking about when with that initial move and get up the field. He's got that kind of ability, but that length, that that's hard to for blockers to have to deal with a guy that's that long. Nathan, why does Kuiper and McShay suck at mock drafts? Seems like they don't actually do any homework on team needs. Most people just do mock drafts because they have to do fifty of them. Yeah. That's what happens. Is you have to do fifty of them, and so you just start slapping names to teams and you move on with your day. That's why tomorrow you read Dane's yeah. because Dane will be paying attention to team needs. What he picked for him four rounds ago. What that coordinator liked to do last year, like Dane, just look at Dane's mock. Don't worry about other people. Well, no, I think well, it's, it's, yeah. there's, a, there's, I mean, there, there's like a science when you do mock drafts. I mean, there's, um, you know, because it's, it's tendencies. You know, what do you know? Like we know, 
for example, the Cowboys, a team that's not – they're not excited about drafting a nose tackle in the first round. So you need to know, you know, could it, could we eventually see that change? You know, if, say, like a Jordan Davis were to fall a little bit, maybe. You know, you don't rule that out. Uh, that's certainly uh, – you know, everything – you know, nothing ever happens until it does. So – but at the same time, you know, you stick to the tendencies, what, what teams have done, what coaches like. Uh, you look at some of the, the 30 visits. You pay attention to that. Uh, for a lot, for some teams, thirty visits are for day three undrafted guys, non-combine guys to get those medicals, things like that. For other teams, Cowboys included, uh, I think there's a roadmap there for you know what they could possibly be looking at. So uh, you know, there's definitely a lot of you know, like the seven rounder that comes out uh, tomorrow. As soon as the draft guy's done, that's what I start working on, uh, trying to put that together, um, and uh, I put a lot of work into researching each team where the visits are where the meetings are talking to people around the league so yeah it's definitely uh, you know I, I could go 0 for 262 but at least uh it's a fun exercise not a fun exercise an interesting exercise because it makes you really think about what each team's looking for where they're looking at certain positions what are the needs all that so it, it's it's really fascinating uh i bet you'll get at least one right i feel like you'll get Hopefully. one i think you'll yeah. get one I, you know, all, all that matters is the final one, right? You know, it's a, I, I, that's what I've always said. I think anything up to the last one is just you're trying to create. I'll, I'll tell you what, Lance Zerline did a really interesting one yesterday. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say this, if I, and I know plug and play is a worldwide thing for all teams, but if you're a Cowboy fan, Lance Zerline did one I really, really liked because what he did was. He took all the wide receivers off with the exception of Olavi, and he brought Olavi all the way down to Dallas at 24. He took Kansas City from uh, their spot, drove them up the board, and picked Olavi ahead of the Cowboys. So the guard, I mean, it was like – it was like I trade down oh, with them all the time in simulators. It's my yeah, favorite it, team to trade down with. See, that's what I'm saying. If you're, if you're really your itching – he created something that a pro personnel guy like myself in a war room, like, okay, who's looking at wide receivers? Watch Kansas City coming from the bottom of this draft. We got to be ready for them. You know, he created an actual war room situation by just doing a mock draft late in the process where you're like, you're thinking like, ah, smart. That's exactly the types of things like a Dane draft, Zerline draft. Give me scenarios where guys could be gone. Challenge me where I'm going to have to be a little bit more creative. And I think the really good mock drafters can make you do that. Justin, this is my eighth year of the beast. Thanks, Dane. Love the show, guys. Dedication right there. I love it. Formula is one of the uh, largest supporters of the uh, platform here. And he says, pool fund, party at Jeff's. Tell me more about Otito. Agbanaya and Jojo Daman. And I'm just going to watch you guys. Broadus, you have any thoughts on those guys? Two I'll senior bowl guys. I'll take Daman if you want to take the other one. Sure. I'll tell you what, with Jojo, you know, you're you're looking at uh, like, a, like the linebacker. This guy was a, a converted safety that's playing linebacker now in Nebraska. And there is a lot of toughness to his game. He's around the line of scrimmage quite a bit. I mean, he they find ways to create opportunities in order for him to make stop uh, to make stops. I mean, I thought he was a really effective player. You were talking about a runway guy. When he's unblocked, this guy has a feel for how to blitz and how to get right on top of the quarterback. 
but he'll make his share of stops in the backfield on running plays too. You know, you see his number 13 kind of also knife through there and makes uh, make those tackles. I will say this, though, he tends to lunge a little bit on some of those plays. But, you know, he's got safety skills and coverage that he uses at linebacker. So I kind of was like him as far as his ability to stay with a man. He's a blitzer. He's a good tackler as far as, again, got to be a little careful sometimes with him lunging. But I love the toughness of the player. You know, Nebraska for a long time has not been very great. They've been kind of a 500 or worse team. But this kid right here for a conversion, I thought he was a pretty good player. Yeah, he was basically their nickel player. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, they would use him as uh, almost like a slot corner. Uh, yeah. So, you know, you, on certain plays, yeah, he would blitz or he would a lot of most times he's dropping. And, you know, he's he's a guy that's really comfortable in space. And, and obviously yeah. in today's NFL, to get a linebacker that can hold his own in space, can can drop and cover zones and, and make plays. That that's a premium. Um, one thing I worry about with him is just you know, some of the durability stuff. He's an yeah. older guy. It, the list of injuries is long. And I will say this. Um, so I, I have uh, I got the injury information from one of the teams. Uh, but, you know who they failed, who who they passed, things like that. Um, and it's most teams uh, use a number system like this team uh, yeah. in terms of you know one two three four. Uh, if it's a one, forget about it. They're not even in, in consideration. Two probably little chance they're getting drafted by this team threes where you start to compromise a little bit and say, we can work with it. Um, and, and, and so on. So, um, I, I don't feel comfortable like actually posting those anywhere in the, in the draft guide or, um, yeah, right. So, but I will say this, if you read a report in my draft guide and it says NFL scouts are kind of worried about long-term durability, that's kind of a red flag right yeah. there. That yeah, kind of yeah. kind of tells you exactly what's uh, what they're talking about. So um, with uh, with uh, who we talk, uh, oh the UCLA kid, uh, Obonia, uh, six four three twenty five. Uh, not wasn't really productive uh, at UCLA. I mean, you could watch the UCLA defense and you know kind of come and go uh, without really focusing on him. But he's assignment sound. I think that you, when you really focus on him, you do see some explosive strike skills. Um, he's a guy that I want to see a little bit better versus the run in terms of uh, holding the point of attack. Um, but I, I still think, you know, as a guy that that is still young for a senior, he's you know still just 21 years old. He's a, he's a younger player for the senior class. Um, he has things to work with. He has really long arms, 34 and a half inch arms. Um, and so you're looking at the traits and you look at, okay, a young defensive tackle at that size, long arms, heavy hands. I can work with that. So I think somewhere early day three is where we're looking at with, uh, Obonia. Marcus Hughes, we appreciate you being here. He said, I feel like corner is a sneaky need for the Cowboys. I like boss man and his potential, but I can't bank on him. If a corner like Elam falls to them in the second, I think they should make that move. What do we think about the, um, where is it? Kair? Is that how you pronounce it? Elam at yep. Florida. Yeah. His tape to me is, I guess the word is really interesting because yeah. you can watch stretches of his tape and go, Ooh, that's top 15 player. Yeah. And I, and then I feel like there's also stretches where you could go, Ooh, there's a third round player. Then you watch uh, Samford uh, and you're like, Ooh, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. So like I have him as a second round guy. Cause like I've seen a lot of good reps from him. Press man, just, Hey, that's your dude, handle it. And he'll go handle it. Uh, but not necessarily the same when it's off coverage and Hey, you need to stop and change directions yeah. and stick with this guy. 
whereabouts does that fall in the draft? Is that top 40, top 50? I've, I, I'm have i with you. I have him as, as a second-round player. I think he's like my yeah. 43rd overall player. But I did have him going in the first round in, in my mock draft coming out tomorrow because we're talking about a guy that's 6'1 one and a half, 190 pounds. He ran in the four threes. His his three cone was under seven seconds, and you see a guy that's willing to be physical uh, in press. I mean, he will lock guys up and you know work hard to uh, you know just take them out of commission. So when you look at the traits, uh, I mean, do you wish he had better ball production? Yeah. Do you wish he was more consistent? Yeah. Uh, you know, some of the, the timing issues with him, some of the processing issues with him need to get better. But a young player, still just twenty years old. Uh, you think his best football is ahead of him. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, when we know corner is a premium position, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we see some of those teams in the back half of round one, the Chiefs, uh, the Bengals, some of these teams that we know need a corner, if they look at the traits and bet on those with Elam. Hey, Reggie. What's happening? Sorry. The great Reggie Atatula walking behind the great Brian brought us on camera. Yeah, Brian, think, were you going to add something there before I yelled at Reggie? No, I mean, I'm, I'm all good. I, I, I will say this, though. If you you talk about this kid, what you would do, if you watch the Alabama tape, you dropped him in the first round off that tape right there. Yeah, he goes I mean, and jams Jamison Williams I mean, up. He's played, I mean, he competed against all those guys. You watch the South Florida tape, he's probably not very interested in what's going on. So <laughs> it seems like, though, against the better competition, I remember his father as a player as well. You know, I mean, th this guy has got the size. It's 6'2 at 191. I will want to go back, though, if, on the Cowboy, if you're a fan of the Cowboys, though. I I wonder how much – Dan Quinn is the one that put his neck on the line for Kelvin Joseph. I wonder how interested he is in bringing in a corner it, it, to compete with Kelvin Joseph. And maybe this is the year that they don't do that. But, Quinn also has his stamp on Sean Wright, who the entire right. world looked at it and went, exactly. what the hell are you doing? That's what I'm saying, though. I mean, they've got a couple of corners there, and I wonder if Dan Quinn is going to be really interested in saying adding another corner in the first three rounds to compete when he wants to see how Joseph could play. Josh said, you guys are awesome. The beast is amazing as always. Thank you for doing the work for those of us who don't have time to watch all the tape. <laughs> Believe me, I, I get it. <laughs> as somebody who spends lots of time watching tape, looking at how much time Dane spends on it is absurd. That's full time. That's full time, man. Is, Ryan and I hey. are part-time draft guys. That, that, that 1,700 guys, that's not fair. Hey, I, I mean, I'm not complaining. I have my dream job, so no complaints here. Yeah, well, you just said that mock drafts aren't fun. Robert, thanks for the beer yeah. money. Here's to the three best men not working for Derek Eagleton. Go Cowboys. That's from Harry. <laughs> Are y'all going to be on the three days of draft? We're going to figure it out. Are y'all going to be on the three days of draft on DallasCowboys.com from Formula? I think, I, I, I tell you, I know Dane's got right, his... You're on. You're on, Jeff. Just don't do anything stupid. That's all I'm going to say. Don't do anything stupid. Oh, really? Yeah, you're on. Just we're gonna we're gonna have fun. Have fun. We have some fun doing draft. We'll find out. Vance trade Micah for two first rounders with Philly. What do you think? No. Why are you doing that? Stop trying to trade the best players. Tommy, let's get a kicker in the draft. Done. I'm planning to Kate, get a kicker. Kate York. Uh, Cade York, Tiger, Tiger, LSU. 
I'll tell you what, one of the most impressive kicks. I mean, that maybe that Adam Vinatieri kick in the snow against the Raiders might be one of the most. Cade York not uh, maybe sixty six yards from what's his name at the end of the thingy thingy. Uh, Justin oh, Tucker. Tucker to beat Detroit. I'm yeah. talking about game online. Like, well, I get the game was online too, but my man, my man, Cade York knocked one home in the rain in the fog at, at uh, Florida Swamp to win a yeah. game last yeah. year, right? Yeah, yeah. This guy, 2020. Yeah, this guy, this guy's yeah. made some huge kicks. Kickers, man. Uh, kickers. Get the Oklahoma guy, Texas guy. The axe is bold for the Brugler College Fund. Thanks for the beast. Vance, who would be some late-round secondary guys that would fit the Dan Quinn mold? In the mocks, Evans out of Mizzou, Bell, Florida A&M. Is Bell Florida A&M? He's one of their 30 visits, isn't he? Yeah, Marquise Bell. Oh, and, he is a 30 visit? Oh, interesting. Yeah, and Gray at Michigan stick out. Day three guys that are <laughs> long. Like, that's my first thought with Dan Quinn. Long. Just give me long. You know, let me ask you this, Dan. Where do you have where do you have Josh uh where do you have Josh Williams going? The the kid where, where Fayetteville? Have, yeah, from Fayetteville. Is he is he a third round guy? I think so, yeah. Uh I think you know he's talk about long, six three, uh thirty-three yeah. inch arms. Um, you know, right, low four fives, uh, didn't, you know, uh yeah. doesn't have amazing speed, but I think good enough speed. I, I thought he really handled himself well at the senior bowl. Uh, that, that was a big test for him coming from a lower level of competition, facing some better wide receivers. And he did not stick out in a bad way. I mean, he looked like he belonged. So I I think that he's going to go somewhere in that, that third round range. Nived, you mentioned Amari Barno and being an athlete that simply belongs on an NFL team for attempted development. Other players at the position like him. Oh yeah. That was on the draft show, Dane. Uh, we had to do a tell me more on Amare Barno. Right. And I said, he's tall, he's long, and he runs fast. And by fast, I mean 4-3. That'll get yeah. you drafted. But, like, his tape is not NFL football player, I don't think. But his measurements are, yep, you get drafted. 34-inch arms, 200, almost 250 pounds, and you run a 4-3-6? Yeah, that's going to – it's going to create a little bit of a stir – uh, but yeah, no, he doesn't have the tape that makes you go, oh, wow, yeah, this, this guy's a player. Uh, I mean, this, the sack production uh, in three years at Virginia Tech, you had 10 sacks. You know, it's just you, you expected more out of it, especially at, coming off that 2020 season. Uh, he had a really good junior year, 16 tackles for loss, six and a half sacks. There was some buzz on him going into his senior year as being one of the better defensive uh, pass rushers in this, uh, among the senior class. And then as a senior, he just kind of was there. You know, he just didn't have the impact that you wanted. And so, but he, you know, kind of rebuilt the draft stock after he, at the combine. Uh, he's a hard guy to figure out. Uh, I think that you see flashes, but uh, zero consistency from him. Uh, so I think I, he might go third round just because of, you know, you bet on the traits. But I think it's, you know, he could go fourth round as well. A guy that you stash and try to develop. Is there any other guys that jump out to you as Pass rushers, edge guys that are kind of the whether it's the something on tape or whether it's those measurables with their athletic testing that are on third, fourth, fifth round, where it's just like, yep, that guy has this and this. Yeah, I know. I, I know that uh, for me, like that third round is just is stocked yeah. with yeah. with pass rusher. You know, like Dominique Robinson from Miami of Ohio 
Uh, I think most people know his story of being a, a high school quarterback, goes to Miami of Ohio as a quarterback, moves to receiver, uh, then moves to pass rusher, uh, 6'5", 253, and moves really well. D'Angelo Malone, Western Kentucky, another guy that's a little light, 243 pounds, but he's a big-time athlete. Um, you know, you look at uh, Sam Williams, who we've talked about at length, a yeah. team, or a guy that we think this team is probably interested in uh, out of Ole Miss. Uh, one of my favorite uh, players in this draft is Josh Paschal uh, from Kentucky. I'm glad you mentioned. I'm glad you mentioned him. I really and he, he's he's different from you know yeah. the Dominique Robinsons, D'Angelo Malones, yeah. uh, Amari Barnos. He's not that explosive, just gonna beat you with speed type of guy. But I tell you what, he's one of the best run defenders. Uh, or, uh, yeah, run defenders in this class. It's it's is it Chauncey Golston? I was I just love- about to say, yeah, exactly. Reminds me a lot of Chauncey Golston, except he might even go. Uh, higher because he was a lot more productive in the SEC. Uh, he had 15 and a half tackles for loss, which is second only to uh, our guy at Alabama, who's going to be the first uh, non-quarterback drafted next year. So, I, yeah, Will Anderson. So with uh, with Pascal, a lot of teams uh, are intrigued by him. With uh, yeah. you know, a guy that's six three, two seventy, can play the, on the edge, can kick inside. There's a lot of things you can do with Josh Pascal. I tell you, I'm glad you mentioned him because I absolutely love. I mean, I think Kentucky's got a good group of guys. They do the receiver, the center, you know, the tackle Rosenthal. I mean, I you know, I can you know, we'll, we'll you know, we'll see how that that all works out. But I was going to ask you guys, uh, Dane Al, uh, Alex Wright from Alabama Birmingham. I was going to ask yeah. you about what you thought about him as a defensive end. Yeah, he, he's a young player. Uh, you know, came out as uh, as an underclassman. Um, he was productive at at UAB. Uh, I mean, you you watch UAB's defensive front, you can't miss him. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's every bit six five, two seventy. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he had seven sacks this past year, led the team in sacks. He got hurt. He actually during doing the bench press at the combine injured his pec, so mm-hmm. he really wasn't able to work, do a full workout uh, before right. the draft. So I think that's kind of causing him to be under uh, under the radar a little bit. Uh, long-armed player. Uh, you see a guy that could be disruptive as a pass rusher. Uh, the motor runs hot with him as a run yeah. defender. Uh, definitely still learning in several areas. But if I'm going to draft a developmental pass rusher somewhere, third or fourth round, Alex Wright would make a lot of sense. See, I kind of liked him. I liked what you were talking about him being – you do see some hot and cold – like you'll see some slow play and then all of a sudden you see a burst and you're like, okay, is that the same guy? You know, you're like mm-hmm. checking the number. Did they substitute or something like that? But I kind of thought about him in that fourth, fifth round of a guy that like, you know, you mentioned six five two seventy one. You know, there's a lot of really, really good traits about him, but I mean, you know, how hard is he always going to play when he, when he's on, it seemed like he was really good. When he slow played stuff, it was kind of like, well, who is this guy? So just a name to kind of keep in mind. Yeah, I, I think a word that I use for, you know, uh, some of these players is ascending. And I think Alex Wright, he would fall under that category of ascending. Yeah. DJ Dog, tell me more about Jason Poe and Jareth Stearns, wide receiver, Western Kentucky. Are these made up names? No, it's real name. Yeah, they're real. I mean, Jason Poe is kind of a phenomenon uh, from Mercer, FCS Mercer. Uh, you could watch, throw on the Alabama tape and watch yeah. him. He is arguably the best pulling guard in this draft. Uh, he is so freaky athletic. It's crazy. This guy, is a, a, he has a weird body type. He's, he's 6'1", under 6'1", 
300 pounds, uh, but it, he tested really, really well. Uh, four nine in the 40, the three cone was outrageous. I mean, he just explode. I mean, really, I mean, do a Twitter search for Jason Poe and watch the clips of him against Alabama. He explodes out of his stance. It, just rare pulling quickness, short pulls, long pulls. Um, uh, some teams are actually looking at him as a fullback. Uh, because of just how well he moves and how he loves to be a battering ram. Uh, but this is a guy that started off uh, you know, at the JUCO level, went to Lenore Ryan for a while, then goes to Mercer for the 2021 season. Um, he's got a really uh, interesting background. You know, he didn't really play football until his junior year of high school. So Jason Poe, I don't know that he gets drafted, but he's a, he's a really interesting player that uh, some teams are going to really give him a long look. If you're watching Zappy play quarterback, Western Kentucky, you're, you're going to know who Stearns is because that's yeah. who he throws the ball to every single time, you know? Yeah, I mean, no, no. And he, he's not a big he's not guy. A brother, but... right? There's two of them, right? Yeah, that's There's it. His brother, yeah. But I mean, he's 5'7 and a half, 178, yeah. so not a big guy. And he's not fast either. He ran a 4'5". No, four, five, not eight. at all. Not at uh, all. But, I mean, to your point, you know, he, he – I mean, he caught 150 balls this year. So, yeah. I mean, he's doing huh. something right. Huh. It is that draftable? I don't. I don't think the traits are draftable, but you know, you never know. I mean, uh, maybe later on the draft. If, I mean, there's if a team hey. is looking for an undersized slot receiver, who knows? I tell you what, if you want to draft on traits of hands, he's got hands. Because that <laughs> seriously, that ball, like the, when it's going down the field, he it's usually guys all over him, and he's catching it, or he's he catches it and he's going in. The targets, like you say, you can have a reel of watching that quarterback play. And every single pass is to him. And, he, I mean, it's, right. he, he doesn't let him down. I tell you what, that, that receiver does not let that guy down throwing that football. And he, uh, you know, he comes from a football family. His brother, Caden Stearns, yeah. uh, out of Texas, was drafted last year, I believe, to the Broncos. Um, so, you know, there, there, there's a lot to like about him there. And, you know, if he doesn't get drafted, he'll be a PFA. And, I mean, he'll, he'll get a long look in camp. Twisted luck, no question. Just love you guys. Marcus has another tell me more, and that would be Coastal Carolina tight end Isaiah Likely. And he'll probably be a third at the earliest, maybe fourth round guy if you're trying to guess where all these tight ends land. Did you, uh, uh, Brian, did you did you like Likely on, on tape? I put him in the fourth. Um, I did you think he was a 4-8-2 a Speed out. that surprised me. I mean, I I, I I did not I did not see that, and that and that was one of those things that, you know, when I mean I was watching I watched Kansas and Arkansas State were a couple of games, yeah. and you know, so you saw the ninety nine yard uh, touchdown. Yeah, I mean, like the guy they bring him in motion and you know do stuff with him like there's there's like you they're moving him around like they're trying to kind of get him going and stuff like that. So. But I thought the guy was a pretty damn good blocker, believe it or not. I mean, I was watching – they ran the ball behind him in that Kansas game where he actually – he made a really nice downfield block that got a touchdown, you know, just having some awareness and stuff. But, man, I saw a guy catches the ball pretty easily in his hands. I didn't think he fought it at all. Contested catches against Kansas than Arkansas State for that because, again, he was able to separate and adjust a little better. Kansas kind of had him, but – I felt like he kind of had a frame at 6'5", 245, that he could probably add some more weight. And you watch him the way he finishes, I thought that was pretty impressive too. Yeah, and he actually – watching him, it was, 
it, it was kind of strange because it was like he was either a really big wide receiver or kind of a small tight end. Yeah, right. runs weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. it's like that's I think I did t I put him in the fourth round too, where it was like, yeah, I would take him on day three because I think if he gets bigger, that could be a starting NFL tight end, but I don't think he is on tape today. Yeah, I graded him as a guy that's got starting potential. Um, it was interesting that he so he didn't run at the combine at 245 pounds. At his pro day, he dropped to 238, so a lower weight, and he still ran a 482. And it's just like I, I, he looks faster than that. He plays faster than that. So the, I think those testing numbers are going to hurt him. But uh, yeah, I think Widemar would take that 482 right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'd pay for it. Yeah, he 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 would definitely definitely do that because I don't I, I I did my seven round mock and Weidemeyer wasn't in there so Brian get, Brian hates us for this by the way because I just wrote something for D Magazine and I was like honestly it'd be hard for me to pick him it's not <laughs> at five oh four and a twenty five inch vertical I've had nine knee, nine knee surgeries I could out jump him right now right now and not, I think I ideal. could outrun him I think I could probably still bust a four nine with the right painkillers on hand. Uh, that's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem, Brian. Yeah. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut and just kind of hope for the best. You know how it goes. Brian's yeah. trying to take him in the fourth round. Still, he's like, "Screw you! I watched him play. He's good." I, as I soon as he scores his first NFL touchdown, I know we're gonna get a text. Uh, just, just a picture of proud Brian. Yes. It will be. It will be me with a tomahawk chop. I mean, I gnawing on it like that. Yeah. With Dallas's tendencies, this is from Soto Man, to draft teammates who could be an early and late guy the Cowboys could draft, but you can't use Georgia. I'm about to pull up the board. Hold on. You could do A&M if you did Kenyon Green and, like, DeMarvin Leal or on, like, day three, that defensive end, Clemens. Yeah, um, that's, yeah he was a 30 guy for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Um, that, that that one actually makes a ton of sense, uh, Jeff. I Kenyon Green at twenty four, Clemens in the third round. Say they go tight end in the second, you get Clemens in the third. I, I, I that is a more realistic possibility than I think anything else we might come up with. Uh, how about? I'm just looking at Ohio State. What could if you, you went take, Olave you take... and Petit Frere? Well, how about if you drafted? How about if you drafted Burks and then took Ridgeway to tackle in the fourth? There you there go. We go. Arkansas yeah. D tackle. Yeah. Probably really have to take him in the third. Is my yeah. guess, but yeah, that, that's a, that's a good one. Sauce um, Gardner and give me another Cincinnati guy. There's so many of them. Kobe Bryant. Cook. You can take yeah, Pierce the wide receiver and uh, maybe this other corner. You can take Bryant and Pierce, right? wide receiver yeah. and yeah. do that i'm trying to find all sorts of different ways to do this. we could trade up a bunch and get uh aiden hutchinson and dexton hill it's just going to cost a lot we're going to have to figure out how to get up there it's going to be tough kyle said fortner and robinson there you go you got kentucky players did you yeah. can sure do do you have yeah. to take the gadget guys calvin austin and wandale robinson do you have to take them in the third round if they make it there can you get them in the fourth round Probably third. I think I have them both going to the third in my mock. Um, right. Let me see here. Who goes first? Because I thought I kind of liked Robinson better on tape, and then Austin destroyed him at the combine, and I flipped him. 
Yeah, I, I, right now in my mock, I've got Robinson going 79 overall and Calvin Austin 90 overall, both in the mid, mid-third round. So, yeah, Here's Kyle again, Fortner and uh, Pascal. We talked about Pascal. That's another good one oh. you could do. Yeah, yep, that's a good one. SEC powerhouse Kentucky. Landon Canterbury, love you guys, love the show. Do you think tight ends Ruckert and Cade Otten will be there at 81? Uh, and Ruckert, if he is, I think you'd have to pick him there because you're not going to get him later. Well, they pick you 88, guys, don't they? What's that? Yeah, well, whatever pick, number it is. Yeah, 88. Uh, well, it might, be, it might be a fan from another team. You know, oh, 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 actually, actually, actually. Well, yeah. Uh, you guys had to help me with Cade Otten because I don't have him in the group with guys like Ruckert, Dulcich, McBride, Woods. Top of my head, I think those are my top four tight ends. Yeah. If a tight end, when I'm watching, I get kind of bored. Uh, I don't put him with the other guys where I'm like, here's the traits I like. With Otten, I didn't really have traits to write down that I was like, yep, that's why he's going to be good. Even if it's not his fault? You know, the offense sucks. I mean, because that, that was kind of the issue with Washington. The offense sucked. Yeah. So, Kate Otten, I they just – they hit him. I mean, they, they didn't get a chance to let him go eat. And so, uh, I, I, I but I'm with you. I mean, I, I agree with what you said about the top four tight ends. Those are also my top four with Kate Otten being the fifth. I, I in, my, in my mock, I have uh, Rucker coming off the board in the 90s. So, uh, I – Rucker, I love. I, I mean, I think he's one of the best tight ends in his class. It's just that foot injury that's really sidelined him throughout the process is going to hurt him. But um, if you told me that Rucker went in the 60s, I would not be surprised at all. I, I would totally get it. Hey, Dan, can I ask you a question real quick? Because we've talked got? about Woods from Virginia a bunch. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing some whispers and stuff that, that there's some teams that really aren't very high on him. But I've talked to some teams that, like, no, he's like a third-round guy, and then mm-hmm. other teams are like they weren't too interested in him. Was he a guy that came on late, you know? Yeah. And and that's the problem right now, or or people having to, or teams having to catch up on him. Yeah, I mean he's he's on on that list of guys that have just crushed the process. Uh, you know, Christian Watson from North Dakota State's on there. Um, I think Jelani Woods, you know, making that transfer from Oklahoma State to Virginia this past year, and he and he, and he did well on tape. But I think the grades were fifth, sixth, seventh round yeah. uh, back in December. But then he goes to the Shrine uh, Shrine Bowl uh, during that yeah. week and was outstanding. Uh, goes the to the combine and rips off a, a four six uh, for a guy that is what two fifty three six seven two fifty three yeah yeah so I mean run he ran one of the fastest forty yard dashes uh, I mean he ran faster than uh, some of the wide receivers um, and and his three cone was great. He was under seven seconds in three cones. So I think a lot of teams are married to those uh, grades back in the fall and what they saw in person or on tape. And, you know, and that's that's fine. But what they do during the all-star uh, circuit, what they do at the combine, like that that stuff matters. And well, so see, I, I think this kid got killed. I think this, guy, this kid got killed for a chance to go to the senior bowl because of those grades. Oh yeah, no question, absolutely. And, and, and to be fair, I think it's a really strong tight end group. So sure. you know, you look you look at the tight ends that went to the Senior Bowl, and it was a really good group. But I I, I agree with you, based off of a lot of what a lot of teams thought back in December. Um, you know, he was viewed as a later round guy. But I think what he's done the last few months has put him in that uh, in that third round. I, I think that's that's exactly where I'm going. I'm going in the 80s. So uh, you know, I think that that's a very likely landing spot for him.
Well, that's, I think that's the traits thing that like you're talking about on right. a different level and different place of the draft with Trayvon Walker. When I watched Jelani Woods on tape before I knew his athletic profile, I, you have catches that other guys can't make because they're not that big. You yeah. have many plays that other tight ends are getting tackled because they're not <laughs> dump trucking through people left and right. And so it's like, he's got the traits. Then you throw in that athletic ability and yeah. Somebody should pick him in the third round because hey, he told me that, that one, you might end up with a freak. He told me he caters his game after Mercedes Lewis, and I think it shows. I mean, I, I really think it shows with the way he plays. And Mercedes Lewis has been a, a solid pro for uh, what ten years now. Well, so you know, yeah, yeah Woods, I, he could carve out that similar type of career. Robert, we should trade one of our fifth round picks for Taylor Rapp. Where's he going to play? Curse. Why is he why is he available? The Rams need him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Do they have enough safeties now? Is Fuller will be healthy again. And well, what's his name retired? Uh, yeah, the guy that came back and then retired. Right. Yeah, I don't think that I wanted to do that like a year ago, but I think you have your safeties. And Weddle, right? What you say, Weddle, Weddle, Eric Weddle? Yeah, yeah, Eric Weddle. Levi. Dropping bombs in the super bruise for the boys. Been wanting to catch you guys live for a while, but these hospital shifts give me some weird hours to not be a half asleep zombie. Appreciate you guys. You're a monster, Levi. Big smoke brought us. I like your cut. What's the chances we take wide receiver at 24? So he's liking your hair. Your hair's looking good. Everybody knows that. Like the flow. Ch chances of wide receiver at 24. I mean, there's three guys that are first-round receivers on their visit list. Yeah, I, like I said, I really do like what Lance Zerline did with the mock. You know, I, I love possibilities. You know, just if you pick guys and you say, oh, well, he's going to be here, here, and there, and I think you have to be a little creative when you do these. But, yeah, I mean, if a guy like I, – I would be really interested to see if they're stack – in two spots. I want to see their stack in two spots. I want to see their stack at wide receiver, especially with – I think London is a gone, but okay, Olave and Burks. If those two, who between those two do they like? You know, and you could say, oh, well, Arkansas guy, Jerry, and all that. The thing I would worry about Burks is will Kellen Moore know how to use Burks? That's mm -hmm. where I would be a little bit concerned if the Dallas Cowboys took somebody like that. Olave, I, you know, I, I remember I've had visions of like Terry Glenn with better hands, you know the quickness, the in and outs, the size and all that stuff, the sideline awareness, both feet down, red zones. I mean, that's kind of what the vision I got. I But I'm, I think they're setting themselves up for taking, again, the wide receivers, give me that stack, and the guard, give me that stack. And if, if in fact, I'm interested to see in their minds if the, the, the linemen are better or higher rated than the wide receivers. Because I think that'll tell me a lot right there as far as how they have those grades go. Because, yeah, they could absolutely take a wide receiver. A lobby being there? Sure. Why not? Natu sure. Why not? You know, natural. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Dan. But that is a natural segue because Rock with me in the super wants to know our wide receiver stacks. And I know that mine is going to be very different than everyone else. Sky Moore, wide receiver one? Two. Wow. Well, hey. Props. Uh, receiver I, one is Garrett Wilson. Two is Sky Moore. Three is George Pickens. Four is Traylon Burks. Five is Jamison Williams. Six is Drake London. Seven is Chris Olave. 
Interesting. Yeah. And I get it with Olave. I think he's an easy player to like, but, uh, you know, he's, he's don't break not tackles. Gonna... You can jam him up and he doesn't break tackles. That's it. His play strength, uh, his size, he's not going to give you anything after the catch. Um, that's, that's something that, you know, it's, it's, it's certainly bothersome. Um, and do you, but I don't, at the same time, I don't think he's going to be there at 24. I really don't. I think Chris Olave will be off the board. That, I mean, I, he has to get past the Packers at 22, uh, you know, not to mention all the teams in the top 20, but the Packers at 22, uh, you know, teams potentially trading up like in that, like Lance's mock. So I, I would be surprised if Olave uh, makes it 24. Um, but, you know, if he does, I think he'd be, I think he'd be a, a nice fit for this team because one of the strong selling points with Chris Olave is he's ready tomorrow. Like he can step, like that, I, we have to remember with receivers, Traylon Burks being one of them, it takes time. You know, to develop that chemistry for a lot of years, wide receiver was number one, the, the 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 position that took the longest for most rookies to make that transition because everything has to be pinpoint. The timing between you and the quarterback, the routes, you have to deal with press, which you're usually not uh, you're not used to that. And that's something with Traylon Burks. He didn't have to deal with press uh, at, at Arkansas because they use him in the slot. They use him in the backfield. Yeah. So uh, there, there's a lot of things with Traylon Burks that I love but I do wonder about how the timeline, you know, the trajectory in terms of how long before he's ready to step in. Where with Chris Olave, he has a release package where he can defeat press. He has uh, the route running skills where he can find the blind spot of corners and get open on his own. Uh, and and then you know the ball skills, the hands downfield, the, the pure speed, the win deep. So with Olave, he can come in and play tomorrow, and that that's going to be appealing to a lot of teams, Cowboys included. Probably the sneaky, crucial thing with the beast. This is from Vance. Player pronunciation. How important is that to Dane? Very, very. It's it's the first in the the background section. I the first thing I do is put their name followed by if it's a even if it's a semi tough name, include the pronunciation. So because there, I mean, there are times where uh, you know I watch these guys on tape. You know, I don't. I'm not hearing their name all the time. So right. you know, there'll be times when I'll forget exactly how to. Oh, yeah, it's a long A there in the middle. So, yeah, it, it helps me as much as everybody else. See, that's that's like 10 years of working with me. You, you're so sick of the way I jack names up that you're like, damn it, I'm going to help brought us out here. I'm going to pronounce. And even I jack them up when I have the pronunciation like you have. So I, I appreciate <laughs> you doing that, man. Michael, Marcus Jones, legit player or special teams at best? And there was another comment. That I, think said, legit, well, I think he's legit, man. I think he's legit. I think there's I some really – I think there's some – you could have an All-American team of short guys in this draft, and every one of them you would be – like, you take that Georgia linebacker, you take Marcus Jones, you could take some wide receiver. I mean, there are a lot of short players in this draft that people are going to like – every one of them that gets drafted, I'm going to make a note where they went because I guarantee you it's funny. I always talk about size in this game and stuff like that. These short guys do make impacts in games. They really do. It's something about their ability that Marcus shows. You just you watch him cover, and he's knocking down balls or intercepted passes. You watch the SMU game. SMU goes ahead, final seconds game. They kick in the ball, and the, the son of a gun takes it to win the game. That's when Bill Parcells talked about, hey, if I take you to the game, how many plays are you going to play? That's the kind of guy he was talking about right there. And he's a guy that, 
he ha- he's been out of sight, out of mind. Uh, we haven't seen him. He wasn't able yeah. to work out the senior bowl, wasn't able to work out the combine, no pro day, nothing, because he had yeah. surgery on both shoulders. And that's yeah. he's going to have a big discount sticker on him, uh, on his tag. Uh, and I, he could fall to day three because of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's a small guy who is dealing with or just underwent you know surgery on both shoulders. That's, that's, that's kind of a tough sell in, sure. in a war room. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if he if he does not go on day two, which is where his talent says he should. Yeah. But uh, you know, with all with the factor in the size and the durability concerns, uh, he's going to slip a little bit. But that, all that means is there's a there's a team on day three that's going to get a really good player. I think uh, so nine, too. Yeah. Nine kickoff or nine return touchdowns in his career, six kickoffs, three punts. Um, I mean, yeah, this is a dude that uh, 42 passes defended in his career uh, at Houston the last or uh, over four seasons. So there's a lot that Marcus Jones to really like. Mike, after hopefully going O-line with the first pick, where do we pick again for O-line and who? If the Cowboys had the stones to take Linderholm in the first, you could then take a guard in the second. But I think it's what more likely you would go guard round one and tackle in three or four. What's really Mm. real quick, Jeff, I'm sorry. What really sucks is the fact they're talking about drafting a guard when they've had two guards that, that, they had a second round grade on McGovern that but that might be a bust, and they Connor Williams didn't work out for him. You know, and Connor Williams played you know a little bit or what? Not a little bit, but you know he's not here. So now they're having to try and fix the problem. And the and the the thing you want to understand is, do you trust them to fix the problem? That I mean, you know, if it's a first round guy, plug and play guys have been pretty good for them. But it, if it's been one of those guys that. You know, may, I mean, they, 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 they've let two guards. I mean, they've drafted two guards since, and neither one of them have played. Now you have to look at maybe drafting another one. So we'll see. We'll see. Can I give you one of my my favorite late round tackles in this draft that I think that the Cowboys, you know, he'll be he'll be on the radar. Uh, Ryan Vandemark from UConn, uh, mm. six 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 and a half, three ten, thirty five and three quarter inch arms, really long player. Um, I, I think there's something there, uh, you know, non-combine guy, but six round, hey, throw a dart at this kid if you're the Cowboys. I, I think there's something there with him. Michael, appreciate you. King Shadow wasn't the A and M edge of Dallas Day, not thirty visit. I don't, yeah, I don't have Clemens on their thirty visit list, so I would think that was Dallas Day. Jeff, yeah, well, he took a picture with Jerry Jones at the Star, so I know he was there at some. He was there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, another guy who I've heard they might kind of be interested in, even though he won't be available when they pick, that maybe they've talked to? Sauce. I mean, why waste your time? He's 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 going to be a top seven pick. I mean, I, I'm just saying that I heard that maybe people have talked to him. Jeff says, based on where Dallas is picking, they tend to the, do the opposite of what people expect. What pick there would shock you the most? In a good way, Linderbaum. Um, yeah, Linderbaum. Kobe Dean. Uh, yeah, I, I think Devin, Lloyd, Devin Lloyd. I think Lloyd would. I think I would be really yeah. happy about Lloyd myself. Dax Dax Hill. Dax yeah, Hill Dax would be Hill. interesting. That, but there's that a lot of momentum. Price. There's a lot of momentum for Scene right now, huh? A lot of a lot of momentum for him, and you know mm-hmm. that maybe that people might think that they have Scene over Dax Hill. I I, I said this a bunch. When, when I was watching the first time I watched Dax Hill, I thought he was getting picked by the Cowboys. I really did. I mean, the first time I ever saw him, like December, January, whenever it was, I said, "This is the Cowboys pick. This is the Cowboys guy right here." 
Yeah, yeah I, I, I didn't even have him left on the board uh, yeah. at 24 in my mock. Uh, yeah. I think Dax Hill is a, just he's a hell of a player. Yoon, does Zion McCullum tape match his testing? Oh, yes. Yes. The the kid from Sam Houston? Yeah. He you think so? I, I think so. I think so. I mean, you know, I it's funny because you watch – like you're saying, he's covering guys. I mean, they play good football down there. Let's not. Yeah, they, no, they won the national title in I mean, uh, I mean, spring I mean, of 21. That, to me, I mean, I'm 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 scurrying from my notes right now here, but I kind of I kind of felt like that this guy is he's clearly one of those guys. I, I was wondering when it came to recruiting, why is this guy not playing at Baylor? Why is this guy not playing at SMU? Why is this guy not playing at one of these, you know these big 12 schools is what it's the first thing I thought about because he's six two, he's 199 uh, pounds. That's why you have the beast. It tells you exactly why, why, uh, come on, Brian. He, he committed to Utah, uh, the summer before his senior year. And then, go. okay. Uh, so, I mean, there were looks by, by bigger schools. And the, the thing with him too, is he had a twin brother and he wants to play with his twin brother. Uh, and his twin brother actually tested really well at, at the San Houston State Pro Day. I see. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't. I didn't think that Zion was like speed deficient or anything like that. But I didn't see him running a four three three and a, a six four eight three cone like that. That shocked me. But I mean, I mean, I, I thought I thought he was a good athlete on tape. But to the all time you know testing numbers at the combine that that surprised me well, a little bit. Maybe you see that if he's playing at Utah. You know, where he's playing against guys that can actually run and stuff like that. You know, that I, I, I honestly, I didn't know his story. I'm like, what the hell? How do you miss yeah. this guy? But the, the fact, I mean, hey, you know, get the beast, read it, figure it out. I mean, that's exactly what you, why you got the thing. But yeah, I mean, to me, I, at 6'2, 199, I, I'm kind of, you got my interest, man. You got my yeah. interest. Rapid fire, Fedarian Mathis or Perry on Winfrey, and could the Cowboys grab one of them at 88? I would have said Mathis on tape after Winfrey's Senior Bowl. I might take Winfrey first. Oh, it's got to be Winfrey. There's so many that slanting front and that Utah defense or, or Oklahoma defense didn't really give Winfrey a chance to shine. I, I mean, the traits, the length, give me, give me Winfrey. Yeah, it's it. I'll tell you what, though, I, I do love the Alabama kid myself, but I think Winfrey's a better player. Yes. And let me see here, Michael James Houston, Jackson State, under the radar prospect. It's linebacker, right? Yeah, it's probably more of an edge guy. Uh, yeah. But you know, he's he was a Florida guy who uh, remember that credit card scandal? You know, yeah. Five, four or five years. He was part of that. Um, but he couldn't get on the field uh, in Gainesville, transfers to Jackson State, and he lit it up. I mean, he had like 30 tackles for a loss last year or something. So he's, he's a guy that definitely has a chance to get drafted. He did get drafted in my mock draft uh, that comes out tomorrow. Formula, why are these draft sims so low on Ed Ingram? Well, low is just relative to what we tell you. You don't, you know, we're not the end all be all. We're just humans. I have him as a, what do I have him as? A. Second rounder with Kennard. Brian, you probably have him as a second rounder, but maybe higher than I do. Dane, what, like a three? Uh, late three, early four. Uh, he, I don't think he made my top 100. I, I, I'm really worried by those testing numbers that he put up at the combine. Like that, that, uh, that worries me. Um, I mean, 20 and a half inch vert. I mean, that, that, that tells you that lower body explosion, 
Um, I mean, just that that does really worry me. And when I had a lot of guards kind of packed together, it kind of you know that's a separator. Kind of, that's yeah, yeah, that's it true. was. Yeah, yeah, cluster buster. Daniel, defensive player will be BPA at 24 over O-line and wide receiver. I hope it's Devontae Wyatt personally. Devontae Wyatt, very good. Very I'll tell you, everybody that mock drafts Devontae Wyatt to me, I absolutely love their mock draft. I really do. I think he's going to be a hell of a player. Hey, real quick, would it shock you if the, if the pick is anything but a receiver or a left guard? Not shock, but Not shock, surprised. But yeah, I'd be surprised. I mean, yeah. I think the defender – I think the one defender that they would take – is the as Lloyd. That's the one guy I think they would take. Picks 19 to 23, New Orleans through Arizona. Which teams might take a wide receiver or O lineman? New Orleans, definitely. They need a left tackle. They need a receiver. Uh no no doubt about that. Uh 20 Steelers are taking a quarterback. quarterback. Um Packers, they they could use a tackle. Packers, they could use a receiver. Packers, yeah, Packers told me that they're looking for maybe like they're looking linebacker. They're looking wider. Also looking edge. I think was another thing they that need, they mentioned. They need deep, defensive line, both inside, defensive outside. Lineman, yeah. yeah, yeah, and maybe a safety oh. too is what they were talking about. Avery said, "What would be the most shocking pick of the first round?" If you're not talking about Cowboys, uh, I would be shocked if David Ojabo went in the first round. Yeah, that'd be shocking. Um, I I won't be I'd shocked be if Boye Mafe or Arnold Ebikati no. go, but I would be like bad pick. I'd be shocked if, um, well, it's the, the the order of these quarterbacks. You know, like Desmond Ritter was the first quarterback drafted. Yeah. Um, like that, that would surprise me. But I think that's a a, a realistic thing. I mean, it's uh, these quarterbacks are all over the all over the map in terms of how teams view them. So I, it shouldn't surprise uh, anybody. But it, I think it, it still would. Final one, King Shadow. You missed my two-month message, but thanks for the draft show content, Jeff and Brian, and thanks, Dane, for the beast. Love listening to you guys on Wednesdays and keep doing your thing, Jeff. Love you guys. All right, appreciate you. You guys have a parting message for the people? Uh, no, Jeff, we're, we're uh, what, two weeks away. Uh, that's 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 awesome. I can't wait for it to be here to you know recap instead of trying to predict. So looking forward to it. I was going to ask you guys real quick, though. Dane, do you worry about guys getting talked out about some of their picks? Some of the national media scout guys and stuff like that changing by up who? some of them. Just by maybe they're talking to scout buddies and stuff like that. Well, like and Daniel get, Jeremiah will have guys in April move 20 yeah. spots on where he has yeah. them ranked. I was wondering, I was wondering yeah. how much do you think guys are getting influenced at this point? Well, and I, I think it's tough for because a lot of these guys they don't start doing this until January. So, yeah. you know, it's you know, they, they watch five games and they move on, but then maybe in April they revisit and they realize, you know what, why, I don't know why I had, so it's, uh, I understand why you see more fluctuation where that's not realistic with teams where you see all of a sudden these big gaps. Um, But pay attention to it because that usually means they're talking to someone and they made the move for a reason. It's, it's something to pay attention to. Well, I just know, like I said, there were a lot of these, these scouts that told me, listen, that, Jermaine Johnson, the kid from Florida State, he goes, you guys are way too high on him. And now everybody's talking about him as maybe the 11th best player in this draft or something like that. So well, the, I, scouts I mean, are, the scouts aren't always right, you know, and the media scouts no. are always right. But, I mean, make sure if you see what you see, keep. I'm just going to say keep your focus on what your board is going to be. Try not to try not to be so, in, you know, taken by what everybody else is saying. That's all I can do. That's why I see. The number one thing is it does it, don't try to be right on draft day. 
try to be yeah. right three years from now. And, right. and that, that's, that's the, the, the key thing, uh, which we kind of get, get lost about in terms of, oh, you know, there were 79 of my top 100 players were drafted top 100. That, 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 that shouldn't it's matter bad. because yeah. a lot of those guys will bust. I mean, be right a couple years from now. Right. Shout out to Sky Moore and George Pickens and Michael on the way out the door tried to sneak in an extra one. Position Dallas may be overlooking. Quarterback. Overlooking. Overlooking. Running back. Safety. Draft. You know, they, that's just history. That's what they do. But I'm yeah. just saying, what a great year to maybe draft a safety if you could. And, and my linebacker. Opinion. I can get you a Line, linebacker. Linebacker, linebacker, yeah. Linebacker. All right, the end. Dane Brugler from The Athletic. Check out his seven-round mock draft tomorrow. And, of course, make sure that you are subscribed so that you have access to the beast. Brian Broaddus, you hear him on 105.3 The Fan and on the draft show on DallasCowboys.com. They're sweet men. This broadcast activity has been brought to you by my friends at Bet Online. Use the promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, and get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through, so be cool to everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.